Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Uh, hope you're well. I'm joined this morning by Gary Delaney, who's got a mouthful of pano chocolat. Yeah, I mistimed that completely. <laughs> That's all right. Hello, good morning, everybody. This is what I sound like with my mouth full. Hello. <laughs> Uh, hope you're very well. Uh, Eight twelve fifteen is the text. If you're up and about and you fancy uh, getting involved, let us know what you're doing up. This is what we do for the first half hour of the show, Gary, is that we we find out why people are up and about. So is that just people moaning? Basically? Essentially, <laughs> it is a moaning uh, the, the, the the morning moan. That's what we we'll go for. So eight twelve fifteen. What has dragged you out of your pit? This is Jason Manford. This is. Music matters. Gary Delaney joins me this morning now, uh, empty mouthed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I've swallowed. <laughs> That's not a great introductory no, line. It's a, or, or one of the best ones. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just confused. You know, the last time I was up at this time on a Sunday morning, I was delivering papers. Yes, it so is. you know, it's, it's been a while. I used to deliver two huge bags around Knoll for a pound, which tells oh, you how long ago that was. Yeah, correct. A guinea, practically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I also did uh, many a paper round. Uh, Mr. Patel, who's no longer with us, God rest his soul. But uh, we, I did. I loved it. It was. Great. Great, and especially this time of year when you get into the old Christmas tips yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I was shameless about that. You suddenly, uh, you know, give a card to, like, number 43. All my old friends at yes. number 43. Yeah. Just, like, knocking on. Uh, uh, morning, just giving you your paper. Yeah, exactly. Like, really? Oh, you yeah, put yeah. it through the box for the rest of the year. And... Yeah, exactly. This could be left on the lawn in the rain, you know. <laughs> like you usually do. It's like, it's like, it's basically training to be, like, a mafia enforcer. You yeah. Know? You're knocking on doors going, houses do burn down, you know. Yes, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I think you know what I mean by that. Uh, so eight twelve fifteen on the text this morning. Uh, we're up and about, uh, and uh, we we've, we were up. I, one, my only text this morning was from Gary saying, "It's still dark." Yeah. <laughs> how is this? How is this a thing? Well, I knew there was such a, a th- th- there would be a risk. Like comics aren't great at this time of the day, and you must have a doubt that the, the comic, you know, especially somebody you know, isn't going to isn't going to show. You know, just oh well, yeah. So I, I set my alarm and my spare alarm. I got the missus to set her alarm and her yep. spare alarm. And I thought something was wrong because it was still dark. <laughs> and, then, and then I just sort of uh, stuck some tea in me and staggered into the car. So I thought I thought I should, I a should text him, but I couldn't. Again, I couldn't, couldn't stop that appearing, Moni. Yes, no, it has to, it has to. But uh, always on hand because I'm always aware that a comic could just. Uh, but Joe's always on hand, don't you, Joe? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. At any point, Joe oh. could do it. <laughs> All right, excellent. not very well, but I can do it. It, it doesn't matter, Joe. It's just that you're here. And it's, it's just someone to look at, smiley, it, happy face. If it gets tricky or I get something wrong, I'll tag you. Thanks, is that OK? Yeah, Can we do that? Tag <laughs> out, yeah. Uh, so this is what people are doing at this time of the morning. Oh, it's, uh, it's brutal, this. I've had three hours sleep. This is all blurry to me. Right, well, let me tell fact, you. I'm not 100% convinced this isn't a dream. <laughs> I'm slightly worried that underneath <laughs> this desk, I haven't got any trousers on. That, and you're about to ask me to do my A-levels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also worried that, that you've got no trousers on. <laughs> Uh, so eight twelve fifteen on the text. Uh, these is already what people are up to. Um, not everybody puts a name. Somebody says I've been dragged out of a peaceful slumber to drive a steam locomotive. That's what you want, a sleepy wow. train driver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry says I don't know how genuine this is, but Barry says I'm only up because I'm going to prison today. And this is the sort of list that I have. He doesn't specify if he's just visiting in a monopoly style, or is, yes, it, is, it, is maybe he's just it, got to see a friend, or he's got he's got some you know, I saw great it. doubts about the verdict. I... <laughs> <laughs> you don't text that before. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Hope none of the jury are listening. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> I um, I uh, have you been to prison? I mean, not not to like. I don't mean no. I haven't. No, actually, no. as a criminal, I mean to visit. 
So no, is it, is it scary? Um, it's weird. I went to uh, visit uh, somebody a couple of years ago, an uncle, uh, a couple of years ago. Nothing serious. Nothing serious, honestly. That's, he yeah. says, nothing serious. in prison. <laughs> uh, but I had to go. And um, it was quite weird because when I went into the... It was an open prison. It was only on a very short term. But I went in there and... Uh, and my mum was like, just come and visit, come and visit him. I was like, all right, fine, go and say hello, right? And uh, I went into the, uh, the, I don't know what you would call it, I was going to say the green room, I don't think that's what, <laughs> I don't, is, that, is that what they call it in prison, the green room? Don't call it that there, <laughs> yes. that's, that's really misjudging the tone. <laughs> yes. Walking in on your first day, oh darling, it's lovely to be here in the green yes. room. <laughs> I went in and uh, everyone was meeting their, um, their uh, fa- you know, their family and, and, and whoever's come to see them. It was the op- it was an open prison up in uh, up near Preston. And when they, I went in... literally open? Is that... Um, do you know what? I spoke to a guard afterwards and I said, why is it called an open prison? He said, you see that door over there? I don't know if he's winding me up, but this is genuinely what he said. He's, it's like a psychological weird thing. He says, there's a gate over there and it's and it's unlocked. And, and everybody knows it's unlocked. And essentially what we say on day one is, that is unlocked. And if you want to go, fine... Uh, after that, you're the police's problem, not ours. And uh, but just be aware that if you do go, you won't be coming back to this uh, rubbish butlins, which essentially is is what the open <laughs> prison is. You will be going to strange ways. So nobody does. I think nobody actually does uh, go. So it's oh, that's of, quite clever. Yeah, it's quite psychological. But um, what was weird was I went into this green room and everyone, you know, people sort of recognised me, and but to an unbelievable level. Like, I felt like Diana Ross. Is that your core demographic? <laughs> and that's the moment I realised <laughs> my fans are criminals. <laughs> but only, like, really not paying a parking ticket for a long time. Yeah, yeah, sort of, of like uh, fraud and, uh, you know, uh, st- stealing something from a shop wow. sort of criminals, you know, those ones. Cheeky. <laughs> Cheeky, yeah, you know. Oh, oh, a hot, uh, freshly hot uh, apple pie on a window <laughs> ledge, sort of. Like a Beano criminal. <laughs> that's the ones I'm after. Uh, so, 8, 12, 15 on the text uh, if you are up and about this morning let us know what's dragged you out of bed Jason Manford Absolute Radio where real music matters I mean not everybody's up doing anything doing glamorous stuff like me and you no, no, you know no. what I mean? Sometimes they're, uh, like Phil in Mabel thought, hi Jason, I'm up due to the cat doing a right proper stinky one in a litter tray. <laughs> you know, so the cat all be winners. Uh, all is that winners. his wife cat? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> uh, Rachel, also, why has he got the litter tray in the bedroom? That is, that, that's that, bad planning, isn't it? Or the cat's been out the night before in the Guinness and <laughs> it's just, it's just come up from the kitchen. Some awful, there's so many reasons. Uh, Rachel, uh, this is, I mean, this is when you feel as a comic who's doing, you know, a couple of hours a night. Rachel, hi, Jason, I'm off to work at the local hospital for eight hours in a, uh, doing the MRI scanner. Hi all to the NHS workers. That's Rachel just making us all feel pretty bad. Right yeah, now. but on the other end, last night I was in Liverpool and I had to do a 20-minute gig twice. So, you know, it swings around about, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, there is that. <clears throat> Looking I... after people's lives for hours and ends. Yeah. Or doing a few cheeky jokes to some scousers, finish by 9.30 and go home to watch I'm a Celebrity. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's hard to balance we've all We've all got, we've all got something. We've I, all I, got our cross to bear. I, absolutely. That reminds me of the MRI scanner there. My dad had this idea once. Um, you know when you go through the scanners at, uh, at the airport, um, the full body scanner? Right. Uh, so you don't always have to go through it. Obviously, you just go through the normal scanner, beep, 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 happy days. Uh, but sometimes they go, oh, can you come over here? And, and you've got to stand with your heads o- hands over your head and uh, and have the full body scanner. It takes a naked outline of your body. Right. And as we're going through it, when they first come out, my dad um, 
because he, he, they let us have a look at the picture, but I was like, can I have a look? Can I have a look? Because we we'd never seen it before. And they went, yeah, if you want. And it is genuinely just a naked outline of specifically your body. It's really weird. And uh, my dad's... horrific. Yeah. It's, That's why I don't fly. Yeah, yeah. So my dad was like... Uh, my dad was like, oh, it's good. And then I saw his, like, mind go, hang on. Like, he come up with, like, a Dragon's Den idea, like he does on, from, uh, on occasion. And he said, hey, you know what they should do? They should... Uh, they should put MRI scanners in here in, like, <laughs> and mix it so you get, like, a full health check on the way to your holiday. Like, you know, so because then it could leave, like, the NHS a little bit. And, 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 and he was, like, he was genuinely on it, like, writing down. I'm writing this down because I'll forget by but the time I get You'd be terrified. If somebody called you over, you'd be like, I hope it's the ciggies in my bag they've found. Yes, you know, exactly, yeah. Like, that, that would be the best-case scenario. Yeah, or, the, like, the, some poor security guy. Just like uh, looking at the scan and, uh, and and then looking at you, just like going, "Hey, mate, just uh, just really enjoy this holiday, all right? Just you know, <laughs> you those... have a great time. <laughs> you know those big foam hands people have at sporting events. Yes. Imagine how worried people would be if you were a customs <laughs> officer who turned up at work wearing one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so eight twelve fifteen on the text this morning. If you are up and about, uh, Nicola says uh, hi, Jason and Gary. She's my hubby's name, Gary. Uh, please don't let the name die out. Yeah, there's nobody under 40 called Gary. I'm, 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 I think I'm basically the last one. When I was born in 73, they were like, that, that's finished That's it now. now. Yeah. No more Garys. <laughs> I've never met a young Gary ever. Well, I used to do a bit of my set about Barry. About right. Barry. About... Well, that's the same. Yeah, and, but a friend of mine has got a baby called Barry. That was the that was the joke. I mean, the, it the probably kid... came back after, after after Barry Obama. It probably oh, maybe, again, yeah. Maybe. maybe that's where they got it from. I don't know. The kid's, the kid's like five now, and it is, it is even now, in the park... Barry, come on! It's like it's weird. It's like it's not. It shouldn't be. To be fair though, he's got his first white van now. Yeah, he's doing. He's doing well. <laughs> you know, pedalling that around. It's doing great. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, yeah, just weird names that kids don't like. Barbara or something like. You know, it's just like names that you don't hear yeah. kids have anymore. Jeff. Like if somebody yeah, went, no, this never, is my I've never met a tiny Jeff. Somebody went. Oh, that's a lovely little boy. What's his, what's his name? Jeff, his name's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, okay, fine. Oh, he, yeah. looks, he looks like a Jeff. He sounds like the sort of yeah. kid his first word would be mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Nicholas said she's up and about this morning. She was up uh, with the dog at half past seven, making a nice cup of tea. She's basically just telling me, she's obviously got no one to talk to because she's told me everything. No one else is up apart from the dog. Uh, definitely a porridge breakfast. She says it's freezing. It's freezing. Well, I love the way she ends this with, by the way, love the show every week, and then adds a question mark. Yeah, I know Just to keep you on your toes. <laughs> I love the show every week. <laughs> I might, I might. She's not, there's a few people up walking their dogs at this time of the morning, isn't there? Yes. And I must admit, when I, when I left the house, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take the dog out. I left no. him with the missus, because he gets a late night walk off me about two, three in the morning. Oh, right, And right. I want to get in from work, and all the neighbours think I'm a burglar. Oh, I see. You know, I've, 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 I've got, in the joint. Yeah, look, look, apart from like with a tiny little barky schnoodle, yes. which would be a terrible thing to carry around <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're a burglar. Well, if you but, never... no, we, but we, tra- we trained our dog to a comics body clock. Oh, so now good. he gets that late night walk and then he's happy to stay in until like 10 o'clock oh, or yeah, something little, when we get up. There's a little sl- a lie in. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's brilliant. Well, if you ever do get done as a burglar, Barry... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to see yeah, him. Yeah, that'd be out <laughs> strange ways. Uh, uh, he signed his text, Honest Barry. Which is them. 8.12.15 is the text. This morning, if you were up and about, let us know. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. 
and I'm joined this morning by Gary Delaney. Hello again. Who you may have seen on uh, various stuff. Uh, Mock Mo- the Week and... Yeah. yeah Mock the Week and uh, Mock the Week on Dave. Yes. And Mock the Week Christmas compilations <laughs> <laughs> and repeats of Mock the Week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 8.12.15 is the text this morning. Uh, Emma says, Morning, guys. Um, I'm up just shaving my legs, getting ready for a, a heavy squat set at the gym. Thanks, Emma. I often have a heavy squat when I get up, but I don't think that's... <laughs> that's not appropriate for radio. <laughs> uh, Emma says, where's the Christmas tunes? It's nice that in the middle of her shaving her legs on the way to the gym to squat, she's feeling Christmassy. I like she's, she's shaving it and going, you know what, I don't make this perfect. Noddy older. Yes. You know, that's... <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do like a Christmas song. Uh, so 8.12.15 is the Texas morning. Uh, Andy in Cannock says, morning, I'm up. Uh, up early with the lurgy, bad head aching all over. Uh, but we're getting... We're up because we're doing the Christmas tree today. Is your Christmas tree up yet gary no not yet no no because it dies by christmas if you do it too soon well or oh. Mi- middle middle of august middle of august, middle of august. <laughs> Crikey, okay. middle, sorry I, i'm half australian <laughs> i think that's when it is <laughs> i've got my we, we put ours up yesterday um but what i did do was i went to um they've got these like bases that you can put water in yeah and they do last they do make them last a little bit longer but when when in, in like 6th of january when you take it out that's full of the most rotten, horrible yeah, gunk. Of course. It's like a really revolting soup. Yeah, I didn't think about but no, one, it's one of my Christmas jobs is to go and get the Christmas tree. Yes, right? and it's kind of built up as as, uh, as being a thing. So I, so I disappear off and I get that. Yeah, and then a, a few days ago, we were going to the vets, which is near us, and it's just mm. next to the garden centre. And I said, "Oh look, they, they've got the Christmas trees on." And my wife was gutted to find that to find that I just got the Christmas trees from the garden centre, five hundred yards up the road. Oh, she thought, she thought it were... was like a mystic. She basically thought I was yes. going to Norway and hacking it down and then, and then bringing it back to find out that I just popped up there because they always had some. She quite had an image ones. in your yeah, head, yeah, yeah. head of you being a lumberjack. Basically, I was out hunter gathering in her mind. Yes. No, I, just, I just popped <laughs> to the garden centre and yeah. slung one in the boot. <laughs> it, it just ruined all the mystique. Yeah, we got our, we got ours yesterday. Um, I well, people have different takes on the on the christmas tree i think anything before first of december is wrong right De- december is christmas before december it's not christmas stop it first, it first december yeah i know i agree with that certainly yeah. if you if you haven't opened your advent calendar yet yes you, you can't exactly. start on that and, and first december is okay for artificial trees but real yeah. ones i think i know what you mean later. i've i've risked it with a real one on the first i will see what i mean yeah. hey you might be right and i'll i'll send you a text on uh, the 20 20th yeah, no. the, the tree's dead. Yeah, yeah, I'd uh, genuinely be interested by that, because they, they started yeah. selling them in, like, mid-November, and I was like, yeah, come on, too, too that's soon. not right, that's not too right. too soon. Um, but I think Christmas starts first. I, I, I don't know if you agree with me, 8, 12, 15 on the text, if you want to get involved. Uh, but uh, all I guess the other way is the 12 days of Christmas, I suppose you could you could put put it up. They say it's uh, the... Ten of those are rubbish, though, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, you know, they're, they're basically... Yeah. You know, it's just nonsense. The, um... The other, the other thing they do, I read it yesterday actually in the paper of, of when the Christmas tree should go up. Um, it is actually supposed to be the first Sunday closest to Advent, is the, uh, which actually this year was the 28th of November. Is so. Advent named after the calendar? Is that, yeah. is that what? I, I don't know. I think so. That's, that's, that's how it works, isn't it? I don't know a lot about it. Everyone becomes <laughs> uh, an expert in Christianity around this time of year. Well, we used, uh, to, have, we, we, we used to have, like, as, as kids, the, the, you know, the, the Advent calendars with, with the pictures in. They didn't have chocolate back yeah, in those that's days. that's right. And then, uh, and then every year, when the calendar was finished, my parents would sh- shut the, 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 all the little windows and you put get it under a, a heavy book. 
And then by the next show, you'd have forgotten what the pictures were. Well, you'd be thankful that there was no chocolate. <laughs> Sounds rank. <laughs> there might have initially been chocolate. Yes. In. They were just stick men, to be honest. <laughs> Three stick men around, uh, around a little cradle. Eight twelve fifteen on the text this morning, uh, if you are up and about. Uh, when, I don't know, when does Christmas start for you? When does your, when does the tree go up? When do the, when do the songs start getting played? We, we did this thing yesterday where we were like, oh, let's put, um, I never use the music channels on the, on the sky ever and never yeah. go on MTV or VH1 or any, never, never. And, uh, but because it was Christmas, I thought, oh, we'll do the tree and then we'll put the, uh, and we'll put the songs on. And it's, and it's always something naff. It'll be like, Craig Revel Horwood's top 40 Christmas songs. <laughs> and they always pick some random celebrity, uh, to, to, to rattle through the same list of songs. There's only one list yeah, of yeah, Christmas yeah, songs. Absolutely. And there's little sketches in between. You're like, what are you doing? Just put the pogs on. Yeah, yeah. Shut no, up. Have you ever listened to the lyrics? Of, of yes, I've sung it. I've, I've, done, I've, I've recorded a version of that. It's the saddest. Enough. Yeah, it has to, it's so upbeat because it's so sad. Yes, it has to be. It has to be. The the good thing about putting a, your tree up, I think, and I don't know if this happens in your house, but if you've not had a row for a while, <laughs> the Christmas tree is a real good way of just getting it out of your system before the big day. <laughs> It does get a bit tense, I, I have don't, to say. It's the lights, though. It's Because you plug them in, you're checking the fine. And even though every year, I'm sure I wrap them up properly. They're, what's happened to the lights in the loft? They're all twisted and mangled to a point where you think, I might just go and buy new lights. Like, this is... I've done that. Oh, yeah, man. It, you look at it and you go, well, they're, they're, so, they're so cheap now down the supermarkets. You yeah. Go, right, I can either untangle this pasta... Yes. Or I can just, just buy some new ones. I put the tree up and I, I, I had this, in my head, I had this image of like, you know, you sort of, you close your eyes and you think of a family all around the tree <laughs> and the songs on and mulled wine and the kids all, ah, can I put a bauble on daddy? <laughs> yes, of course you can, sweetheart. And that could be in a really lovely day. And it just got to a point of just going, right, if you can't be in the same room together, you go in there, <laughs> I'm going to do this, you can come in when I've done it. And that was essentially what, it happen- what happened yesterday. Merry Christmas, everybody. A, a big part of doing the tree for us is that um, you got you put all the best decorations on the visible front Ooh, of the yes. tree yeah. and the worst decorations on the back of the tree, so you can't see them, but they balance it, so they stop it falling forward. That's, <laughs> yes. that's quite an important one. All yes. the really old baubles with no glitter left on and stuff. And then making sure there's no baubles at the lowest levels because the cats oh, yeah. knock them off Rookie and fire mistake. them everywhere. Yeah. Rookie mistake. I used to enjoy watching my dad trying to get in the loft to get the Christmas. We never went in the loft all year round, but Christmas, <laughs> obviously, you had to get in the loft. And there was no easy... They had no ladder or anything. My dad would climb in, um, like, he'd put, like a leg on the banister, then he would use the light switch as a step. I remember that very clearly. <laughs> he would use the light switch as a step and <laughs> climb into the loft. It was like, that wasn't like an old public safety information It was like the beginning of Casualty every week. <laughs> Spider-Man, we used to call him. Because he would... <laughs> <laughs> into the into the loft with 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 quite a lot of ease. Jason Manford. Good morning. It's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Gary Delaney is with us this morning. Hello again. Hi. Can I can I pick up? There's a text here which I really like. Go on. Uh, earlier on, we read out one from a guy saying that he'd been woken up. As, oh as yeah, an his cat hour. had a little. His cat had done a, a rather yeah. uh, potent morning message. Yes. And and I, and I, and I joked just why is the litter tray in his bedroom? And he's mm. replied. Hi, Jason. The cat is three rooms away. Wow. Hashtag stinky. 
Wow. Yes. That, that cat has been out having vindaloos all that night. I think not, that's yeah. quite remarkable. So how big is your house? I don't think yeah. anything in my house is three, three rooms away. I think that's next door's cat. Yes. <laughs> that that's not your cat, mate. <laughs> it's not your problem. Don't worry about <laughs> don't it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, 8.12.15 on the text this morning. Uh, we are, um, well, last week I asked you uh, about uh, going to Oslo. I went to Oslo last weekend and uh, we pre-recorded the show with uh, Justin Morehouse. And... Um, and you gave me a lot of tips, a lot of tips and a, p- a lot of opinions, lots of opinions on uh, on Norway and uh, Oslo in general. So um, I will let you know how my weekend went and uh, how right you all were. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. 8.12.15 on the text this morning if you're up and about. Uh, so last week I... Um, I went to Oslo, just randomly, for the weekend, just thought that might be a nice place to yes. uh, visit. <clears throat> My geography show, is that Norway? That is Norway. Right, right. And uh, it was... It was Norway's just... what I used to hear when I used to chat up Geordie girls back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. I actually really loved it. It was really lo- a lovely place to go. But I mentioned it on air. The amount of people who were just like, it's really expensive. And to be fair, they were right. I mean, I don't drink luckily. Everywhere abroad is really expensive now, though, to be fair. So, yeah. Well, it is now, yeah, of course. But £11 for a pint. Really? Yeah. It's wow. not even a joke. Like, that's real. Wow. Yeah. So I stopped drinking ten years ago, so to be fair, that could be London pub prices for all I know. But yes. That is, that is remarkable. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink an awful lot either, so it didn't matter too much. The thing so was... So you I'm... went and had, like, eight, nine pints, that's 100 quid. Just, yes. Wow. I know. You'd, ha- you'd have to be drunk. Yeah, Just, yeah. just, to, just to live with yourself. I, um... So I got there, and because the things what the listeners were saying, they said, "Oh, it's really cold." Somebody said it was minus forty, which I, I didn't believe at the time. But and, I, and then when I got there, I thought it's not right. But it was, it, and they said, it's really cold. It's freezing. So I went and shopped. I thought before I left, and I got I had like boots. I had these uh, like boot socks. Uh, my obviously my trousers. I had these. Um, I had like a thermal t-shirt, a jumper, a jacket, a massive coat with a fur hood, a hat, gloves, scarf. And uh, left the hotel on the first day, roasting, <laughs> absolutely roasting. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Sweating, I had a sweat on at one point. It was, like it was so hot. A little fur hood with a fan built into it to keep you cool. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, the weird thing about Oslo, and I, and I can only imagine uh, Norway and Scandinavia in general, is I have never seen so many beautiful people in my life. Partic- yeah. Obviously, <clears throat> I was going to say particularly the women. Obviously, but they were the women were unbelievable to a to a point where I even had to say to my partner at one point I had to go I had to just tell her like I couldn't, <laughs> like, I that's, couldn't that's, that's a brave thing to yeah do, because it was to getting say. to that point where I thought she's going to think I've got something wrong with my head like because I keep it was unbelievable and it seemed to be like all women of any age like uh, it didn't really matter the age all beautiful and then men of a certain age sort of fifty plus. The men were beautiful as well. Just these big bearded Nordic legends. Been out chopping logs all day. Yeah, the old straight going to the garden centre for a treat. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And I just it was weird. And then I thought, it was do like, they think we look like trolls? Then basically, is that is, is that, the fact that's part of the culture up there? That's just tourists. Yes, <laughs> there's a hideous troll in the town centre. He's <laughs> just come out of Greg's. They, um, I, I, I just I couldn't stop looking at all of them. They were amazing. And I thought to myself, this can't even be the beer goals. We can't even afford it. <laughs> It was unbelievable, and uh, and, it, and it became a game in the end of like who could find the most beautiful person. It maybe something to do with the darkness. You know, it's like the, not the band. They've only got um, <laughs> that'd be weird. They've only got six hours in the winter. They only have six hours of daylight, 
Oh, so is that like like beauty sleep? They get more. Yeah, you know, so you, we, we don't sleep enough. And the just issue. the sunlight blazing down on your face all day makes you look old. And, and I, I think as well, people who haven't got a great genetic inheritance don't survive the winter over there. There's years and years of natural selection. I think you might be right there. Yeah. Maybe there's something in that. Yeah, eighteen hours of the oh, maybe because there's eighteen hours of darkness. Hey, we all look good in a certain light. <laughs> Maybe just perpetual twilight. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. We all look pretty good in the dark. I think Abba just got around. They're, they're, all, they're all descended from that. Yeah, I won't be surprised. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was great fun. I will tell you, of uh, I went for a very very strange massage, and I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. I'm going to leave it there for you to have a little think about that. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, and uh, Gary Delaney is here. Hello. I'm feeling woken up now and <coughs> Yeah, I'm ready to go now. I've had two pan chocolate and apple, and I'm on my second cup of tea. Look at that. So I'm, I'm raring to go. All <laughs> on the Absolute Radio dime. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got, but that's, that's part of being a comic. If you're working somewhere, the food is part of your wage, Absolutely. isn't it? You know, if you're um, at some gig and they go, oh, you can have a bowl of chips, you're like, I've had my dinner, but I'm having the chips. It's part of earning <laughs> exactly, that. Exactly, yes. Uh, take 15% for your agent. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Pop them a couple of chips in the post. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> uh, it is 8.12.15 is the, is the text, if you were up and about this morning. We have this weird thing now where, because we now go out to the other network, so we start at 9 o'clock on uh, Absolute 70s and 80s and 90s. I've, I've heard it on Absolute 80s, because yes. I'm old, that's what I listen to. Yeah. But they, they slot in different songs, don't they? It's quite clever. Different songs, and what'll happen now is we'll start getting texts from people who are now listening to things that we've talked about an hour ago. So don't be freaked out. Oh, okay, fine. Well, 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 the text I wanted to pick up on is is from something a bit, a bit ago. Go Somebody texted in saying that, um, <clears throat> you know, about the name Gary dying out. Oh, yes, of course. And I was saying I've, I've, I've never met Gary. a Gary under 40, you know, there, there mm. aren't any. And I, I, we got a nice uh, text here, some woman saying, uh, we still get Garys in Liverpool. I work at the women's hospital. I've seen a few at work named after their dads, usually. Of course. That was me when I was a single man. Working yeah. at um, <laughs> we get all kinds, though. Have you chosen a name is a question I ask a lot, and I'm very good at preparing my expression. <laughs> yes. For the bad but, but I, was, I wasn't originally called Gary. On my very early... My parents couldn't decide a name for me. Back, back in 73, I was born, at, born in Solihull Hospital. And they, they, they couldn't decide what to call me. So I, I think on my very earliest documents... I used to think it was my birth certificate, but I think it was just the one, like, the one in the hospital, the little tag yeah, on the yeah, end yeah. of your, you know, cot or whatever. I was just called Baby Delaney. Wow. So that's what I was known as initially. That's... I was just Baby Delaney, which I quite like now because yeah. it makes me sound a bit like a rapper. Yes. Or I'm a... imagining that's like my, my LA name. You know? I think it makes you sound like a like a 1930s Hollywood starlet. Yeah, I, I'd take that as well. That's fine, Baby Delaney. Yeah, Baby absolutely. Delaney. So you've got to get Baby Delaney in this film. That's the only way it's going to sell. <laughs> yeah. That, so that so that, that so that's going to be my new my new stage name, I think. And then like they, so they couldn't decide a name, and then so I asked them how they picked Gary. Mm. And apparently they went up the pub and met a man called Gary. So Brilliant. There, there's an inspiring story. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I was nearly called uh, John Joe. That's John the, Joe? Yes, John Joe. So, is that an amalgam? Of, no, it is... Um, when I was born, the winner of the Grand National was a, a, a jockey called John Joe O'Neill, and uh, the year uh, 1981. And uh, my 
Gran was a, a huge fan of the horses, and uh, she was like, "Call him John Joe, call him John Joe." Oh. And uh, my mum and well, my mum was like, "Okay." My dad was like, "No, that's not going to happen." Oh, we had a similar thing with my brother, Red Rum. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three of a kind. Uh, <laughs> this is my little my little sister. <laughs> so uh, eight twelve fifteen on the text this morning, and uh, let's see. Also, we've got Ryan from Dawlish uh, in Devon. He says that uh, we're having uh, the Dawlish Christmas lights turn on uh, this Friday. Oh. That's quite late for a light switch on. No, it's, uh, it's not that. I, I'm, I'm turning on the lights in Dudley tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, it's nothing to do with Christmas, but they've got electricity now, so that's good. <laughs> you know, well, well <laughs> I did the Manchester uh, switch on a few years ago. See, that, that, uh, is, that is actually a, and it was a very great exciting. thing to be offered, genuinely. It was, gr- it was genuinely exciting, because I'd been to watch uh, the lights being turned on a couple of times. In fact, my favourite thing that I saw once was uh, Chesney Hawks was performing at the Manchester lights switch on maybe about 10 years ago right. and uh he, he was rocking out he was giving it i am the one and only we're all getting involved oh, i wouldn't have thought and, he'd have played that one well he, funny <laughs> enough he got to the end and uh and we were all singing along and joining in he goes uh, he goes merry christmas manchester and we go merry christmas chesney he goes did you enjoy that we're like we loved it and then he went do you want another one and six thousand people went have you, have you got another one? Because, <laughs> like, I'm happy to hear that again, son. Acoustic version. Yes, that is a that is a tune. This is Jason Manford. This is Matters. The most amount of beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. In my life. I'm talking, like, more than the Playboy Mansion, more than, uh, uh, Liverpool on a Friday night. Like, I'm talking the wow. most beautiful people in the world, right? And so, we're at the hotel, and, uh, we're in this very nice hotel, and I've, and we've, we've booked a, a massage. Go for a massage. Right. Happy days. I'll have a lovely massage, right? And this, uh, Amazonian blonde woman comes forward. Gave you a book. And she says, <laughs> yes. She says, uh, she says, I am a uh, massage. And I was, we were like, yes. And she took my, uh, my, my girlfriend off. Off she went to, to do a massage. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, right, fair enough. And then I'm like waiting for mine. And, uh, and I hear uh, Mr. Manford. Hello? I'm Damon. I was like, Great. Matt Damon. Of course you are, yes. If I, I, I would have took Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. I was like, of course you are, because this is the sort of look I would have. Um, as they say, I'd fall into a bucket of them and come out sucking my thumb. And uh, so I thought, okay, fine, it'd be fine, it'd be fine. Because it's, it's only a massage, it's a professional uh, yeah. thing anyway, it's totally fine. I've had blokes give me a massage before, this could be totally fine. And so we're in this room, in a hotel, in a hotel, so it's not like a, it's not a back alley anywhere, there's, no, mm-hmm. there's nothing dodgy going on. And, um, he, um, <laughs> did a massage, it's all fine. And there's one point, halfway through, they go, turn around, uh, you know, so you can do, do, do your shoulders Was it Bonnie Tyler it doing it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you woke up now, aren't you? <laughs> and, uh, and he had, his, he had his shirt off. Was he just, what, joining in? No, what? he just had his shirt off. I don't know what, I don't know what the, I mean, the room was roasting off. you ox. could have took a picture of that, you could have labelled it before and after. Yes. That would have been... <laughs> It was very odd. Uh, that, that's of, very key, isn't of it? Damon, but I mean, it was fine. You know, it was fine, and was, we did. So I don't think it would bother me now. I think when I was a young man, it would. Yeah, you'd be. You'd, I don't know. You'd be probably more insecure about it. Now I wouldn't be that bothered. Yeah, no, it didn't bother me it. at all. And, and also because <clears throat> I think, a, if you're having a bloke doing it, 
he's not going to be scared of you. Sometimes yeah. when I've been for a massage, I don't know if I just look a certain way. You do, minute, yeah. like, you know, you've had the, like, They cover you in like eight towels and they yeah. touch you, you know. So a bloke's not going to be scared of you. You do look a certain way to me. Well, fair. I think that's it. That is, you know, that, you know that, that, it's clearly something in me. Yes. I, I've been there with the missus and she has a lovely time and I come out going, they treated me like a criminal. So, you know. Yes. I, I, well, I, what was weird is I said to my, I told my brother, I was like, oh, this beautiful woman came along and she, and she went off with, with her and then this, this bloke came along and my brother went, um, well, I mean, it's probably for the best, isn't it? Because you don't want any unexpected surprises, you know, popping up <laughs> with an attractive woman. And I said, and I, I got the gist of what he meant. And then, I th- like, and that's a sort of a running joke, isn't it, that we have as blokes, that that could happen. And then I thought to myself, that doesn't happen. Like, I have not had an unexpected... I very rarely get an expected one. Never yeah, mind yeah, an yeah, unexpected yeah. one. Just popping up for a, to say hello. The only way you'd have that is if you fell asleep. Yes, quite, <laughs> quite. Uh, but th- what I wanted to tell you about was this. Uh, so we got this complimentary... So that was the one that we paid for, the massage we paid for. And uh, we got this complimentary one, and it was called a hammam massage. It's a Turkish thing. A hammam massage, right? And, um, sounds like a meal deal. Yes, it was <laughs> weird, right? So it was part of their the, the hotel's thing, right? I'd never had this thing before. Um, and they said, just wear your shorts and uh, we'll see you at one o'clock. I was okay, fine. So we're in the spa bit. And we go in and it was in like a steam room. So it was in a steam room and there was a bed on the steam room, right? And essentially, I should have probably had a look at what it was, but essentially what they do is like clean you, like wash you. So you're really? lying, on, yeah. So you're lying what? on this, so you're lying on this wet table, right, in a steam room, and they've got like a hose with like hot water, and they and they and they wash all over, they wash all over. Then they get like, um, I don't know where they come from, but they get these bubbles, like soapy bubbles, and then that that comes that's all over you. And then they've got this weird. Uh, Did you go to a car wash? Hey, Did you honestly, go to the wrong? That's place? exactly <laughs> what it felt like. You're lying there. I mean, I've never been so clean in my life, to be honest. But they're, like, doing under your arms, doing, like, it's weird. And they've got this, like, weird pillow thing that they, they wash you with. And then it felt like being a baby. Like, a, <laughs> being, being like a bath. It was like a, um, a, a a bed bath. Do you think it was like a hint? Do you think it was like, maybe, I don't know if we've got any Turkish listeners who could text in, but that might all be made up. You know, like, when people give you toiletries at Christmas? Hey, and people always right. joke, oh, it's because you stink, it's because you, like, you, you turned up at a hotel reception, oh, yes. I'd like a massage. And they looked at <laughs> yeah. you and was like, no, no. Book him in for the big wash. <laughs> you need the hammam. <laughs> yes. We'll call it, a, it's a hammam. It's a Turkish thing, Jason. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> what it involves is you getting a bit clean. <laughs> yes. Oh, hello, Damon. <laughs> Absolute radio. Where real music matters. So this uh, this week, I have, I've gone for the decorations. I've gone for it with the decorations and the, the tree and all that sort of stuff. That's what's happening in the Manford House uh, this very weekend. And, um, and I'm, I, you know, I like to keep it classy. I like to keep okay. it classy with the decorations. Not like my mother, who used to essentially fill any bit of wall or ceiling space with something glittery and Christmas. <laughs> Things would be hanging down. It was... Terrifying. Outside lights as well, or just yeah, outside lights. They were that house that you would drive past and go, yeah, yeah. "Crikey, how do they afford? How do they afford that?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. That, that they're thing. trying to get on the local news. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, essentially, what my mum did was um, every year she would buy new Christmas decorations, so she would um, just keep keep them every single year. She would never lose any of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so by the by, twenty years later, there was no space. But an interesting thing happened to me was. Um, so I went to, so this is maybe year two of this. Uh, so I went to do the Christmas uh, decorations uh, this year. Not, 
I've gone to the loft to see what, what I had in there. In uh, We're in a newish house. And I brought out a little box of stuff and I thought, of course. I lost my Christmas decorations in my divorce. Like, of all the things uh-huh. that you would lose in a divorce... Uh, Christmas decorations, I totally forgot. Because we, we weren't getting... Because at the yeah. time, it was the summer, I didn't even think about them. Yeah, yeah. I just left them. And there's some crackers up there. Some, I mean, well, literally. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Literally <laughs> and wow. figuratively. Uh, there's some beauties. And I thought, I can't believe I've lost... And there was a moment where, like, because we're we're on very good terms um, with my ex-wife, and we had a little chat about it, and she was like, hey, if you want to come round and just take your pick and and, and take half of them, that's totally fine. And I was like, no, do you know what? I'm going to start again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Crikey, it's hard. You can't write your name on baubles and tinsel. No, no. But it's hard to start again. It's hard to start again with the Christmas decorations. You got, I had to go to the shop. I had to go to... I went to John Lewis, right? I thought, yeah, I'll go yeah, to John that, Lewis. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, I thought they've got... I mean, they are Christmas these days. They're as Christmas as Coca-Cola. And I thought, I'll have a little one around. You can't... I mean, I priced it up. It was like 300 quid. Really? I thought, no way. Nah. Nah. Not having it. No, a bit of foil. Wrap a bit of foil around it. Not doing it. Yeah, the ki- we've made a couple with the kids. The kids made a couple, but they're rubbish. I mean, <laughs> the, you know, we've tried, but they're not very good. They're going on the back of the tree. Yeah, no, well, that's fair. But, but that's the thing, isn't it? The kids making them out of, out of a toilet roll and stuff. Yes. And then you think, right, well, I'm, I'm not going to have those. I'm going to go to the shop and get some, some decorations that yeah. are professionally made, you know, by kids in other countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite, it's quite. <laughs> Sharon messaged me on, on Facebook when I posted about it. She said, why is it that the Christmas decorations are always part of the divorce battle? I lost mine too. I had to replace them all. I was more heartbroken over the decorations than the relationship, to be honest. <laughs> That's cr- crikey. Kids, house, yeah, whatever. But yeah. That, that tinsel, yes. I'm, I'm hanging on to that. <laughs> Karen uh, said, to, she said, Jason, to be honest, mate, one shiny ball is very much like another. Why pay a fortune for red shiny balls from M&S when you can get a red shiny ball from Wilco's. Uh, kids don't care where you buy them from as long as the tree is decorated. It's well, a, why, why pay a fortune for red shiny balls is a good explanation for many a divorce, <laughs> yes, quite and frankly. The, and the title of an autobiography <laughs> or two, I think. Uh, and Tanya said, because uh, w- I put online, where do I get decorations from? Because I, n- I never had to do it before. It was one of those things that I didn't do. So I don't, yeah, know yeah, yeah. To, I don't know how to do it. It was like the washing machines and stuff like that where I first started going, oh, I don't have to do any of these things. I never, I never did this. Uh, but Tanya said um, that they went to a place called Bent's, which I've never heard of. She went to a place called Bent's, and we let the kids choose the decorations. Right. They got to the till, £450 it no racked way. up at. And because they were embarrassed and didn't want to look poor, they just paid it. It's a lovely tree, though. They put, yeah, I well, should I'm also have sure. £450. Quid. That'd be an orchard. Ah, oh, crikey. So, the, the kids are going to love that tree when they've got no presents. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that, that tree is amazing, isn't it? It all went on the star. Let's all so sing around that. <laughs> so, my question is this this morning. Uh, to keep, We're keeping it jolly, of course, and, and, and keep it friendly. But I want to know what the most random thing that you lost in a divorce. And I'm not talking... It could be divorce, it could be marital, it could be uh, just a, a friendship that d- dissolved, it could be a boyfriend-girlfriend, it could be you left a job, it could be when you left home from your parents. But what is the one thing that you are like, I can't believe I lost that to another person I lost in a some, split? I lost some Rolling Stones albums mm. to an ex-girlfriend of my dad's years ago. An ex-girlfriend of your dad's? Yeah, yeah, well, he, he broke up with mum and he was seeing this woman and, and we both yeah. liked the Stones, so I'd lent her a few albums and then, and then oh. they split up and I never got them back. I was good. Yeah, I bet. And also... Yeah, all... that's not even my breakup. That's no. not fair. Yes, that's not right. <laughs> you can't even ring her. Yeah. Hi, I'm sorry about the... Uh, <laughs> have you got... Uh... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so that's what I want to know this morning. 8, 12, 15 is the text. Uh, and uh, I want to know, what is the most random thing that you lost in a, in a split? Where real music matters. Lost my Christmas decorations in uh, in my divorce few years ago, and uh, I've had to systematically replace them. It's uh, it's been tough. It's been tough. Uh, it's eight twelve fifteen. Is the text this morning? Um, I presume this is the guy's name, Rob. You know, you know when they say that grammar is important. Uh, this person's put uh, me dog. She kept me dog. Paul the chauffeur. I think he's called Paul the chauffeur, unless. <laughs> He said, <laughs> she kept my dog, Paul the chauffeur. Well, that would be amazing. A brilliant name for a dog. And also, how unsafe you feel, which would feel with a chauffeur <laughs> yeah. sticking his head out the window all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lost fridge magnets from the places we'd visited around the world. I'm now having to vis- revisit those places to replace the magnets. <laughs> I'm sure there are other ways. There's got to be ways. You can order them online. Yeah. There must be somewhere you can just go, right, San yeah. Paolo, got, uh, Venice. There's <laughs> got to be like a, a fake visitor shop somewhere. You of know. course. My mum does that. She gets, um, and every time I go abroad, she's like, oh, get me a fridge magnet of the place that I've not been, but you have. Like, yeah. And they're all over, all over a fridge. I, was, I, I love a fridge magnet. Yeah, I love yeah. a fridge magnet. Uh, I, I hate the, I hate the, well, you don't necessarily have this yet because you've not got kids, but there's, they're very useful for obviously sticking kids' things onto, so I hate a weak magnet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have to have worse. enough magnetic strength to get through a bit of paper. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't have babies, but obviously there's still shopping lists and things like that, yeah. you know. So annoying. Uh, Adam uh, in Cornwall, he says, uh, I lost my really good potato masher. <laughs> now, I'm st- <laughs> now I'm stuck with a rubbish, bendy plastic one. <laughs> I mean, again, these are things you can replace, they, but, but I know what you mean. They it's are an heirloom, though. Like, yeah. My wife's got a potato masher, a really good one, that used to be her granddad's. Right. That's been handed down. Wow. Yeah, so it's like still probably I've got seen like, a lot yeah, of potato. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, then that was from back in the day when they hadn't right. invented rice and pasta and things yes. back in those days. <laughs> it was potatoes every day. <laughs> yeah, no. So genuinely, new ones are rubbish. So I, I, you know, I feel the pain. You feel that one, Sarah in uh, Dorset said, "I lost the gazebo." This is the most middle class one. I lost the gazebo in my divorce, <laughs> and I really regret it. Whenever it rains while we're having a summer barbecue, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. How many times must that happen? Uh, so eight, twelve, fifteen, making you feel a bit sadder when it rains. As well. Yeah, like why, what's wrong with Sarah? Why is she why is she not happy at this barbecue with all her <laughs> friends in the rain? <laughs> oh, it's the gazebo she lost <laughs> in the divorce. Uh, so anything that you lost in a breakup of a relationship, that's what I'm after this morning. I like this as well. Um an endless supply of second hand golf balls from the father in law. I never realised quite how expensive golf balls were golf balls were before the divorce. <laughs> So eight twelve fifteen on the text. Uh, anything that you lost in a split or a divorce, I'm after. Not the big things, you know. You keep them to yourself. You keep them private. We don't need to hear the sad ones. We want to hear the the most random, ridiculous ones. Sunday mornings, eight till eleven. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. So there's a general theme of people. Uh, losing things uh i lost my marbles i lost I like my one. my will to live i left i left my i left my dignity after begging <laughs> them not to leave uh, there's a lot of people uh, but i'm after the random things the random things that you lost in a in a split or a i mean these I li- days you know yeah, i like this one at the bottom from andy in coventry i lost my first 100 copies of viz smut and poot magazine wow. when i separated from my partner That's really specific the thing that is impressive i think is that somebody who's got the first 100 because i remember viz and then in the late 80s there were a few sort of knockoff versions mm. like those and it's somebody who's still got 
you know, has still had those 20 years later, the fact that that person had a partner is quite genuinely quite impressive yes. to me. And that she went, I'm having them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. She's I, going, you know what I love? Late 80s smut, I'm having that. Yeah, unless she just did it out of spite. Yeah, yeah. Just was like, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Victoria Bain, she says, uh, my bike, my ex bought me as a gift. Whilst I was away, he came round to get all his belongings, uh, uh, but decided to take my bike as well. Oh, that's harsh, isn't it? Me. But then if he did buy it, then, you know, it depends how close it is but to the breakup. you don't get to get them back. That's it, not... No, a the, gift is a gift, isn't it? It is to a certain extent, yeah. But there's, I think there's a run-up, isn't there? Like, if you, if it was in the last couple of days of the relationship and you bought them something really nice and expensive and then they broke up with you... If you get, if you get divorced on Boxing Day, like, yeah. a, like a proper EastEnders, mm, then yes. I think fair enough, because totally that, that, was, that was a swizz. But only if, <laughs> only if you, there was implied malice on their behalf <laughs> in stringing you along to get the bike. <laughs> to get through Christmas. Do people really do that? Do you think people in... I mean, I don't know, but do you think people in relationships sometimes stay together over the festive period yeah, to get so. the presents and I think then... so. Or at the very least, you like know that you can downgrade how much you're going to spend. Yes, you yes. Know, well, you know, I'm not, you know... Definitely. She doesn't need that. It's not, you know, she's not the one. <laughs> get, get her a bit of body shop stuff. That'll be fine. <laughs> I don't Jason. use that to judge your relationships, no, by the way. Don't. I just really... I might have started a whole load of rows here. No, don't don't, do that. don't judge commitment by how much they spend, please. <laughs> uh, hi, Jason. Due to a breakup, I lost my cheese grater, which had bigger holes than the modern one. My cheese has <laughs> never been the same. <laughs> that's a real... That's, that's real anguish. I like that. Really, really angry about that. Um, We've got a couple on Twitter as well. Uh -huh. uh, Sean said, Jason, our tree is up, up in the loft, and it's staying there till next week. <laughs> Very bloody Christmas. Last year, when I got our Christmas tree, the mm. guy said, are you going to put it up yourself? And I said, no, I was thinking the living room. It's <laughs> <laughs> my Christmas hey, tree. We're off. I've, I've been using that for 15 years, hey, that joke. It's it? absolutely, you know, as soon as it gets to this time of the year, like, I, ironically, I get my Christmas tree joke out the loft, and I'm like, I'm coming here. <laughs> and after a couple guy. of weeks, it gets a bit tired. <laughs> good guy. Uh, Jean says, uh, sorry, Jen on Twitter says, um, he tried unsuccessfully to take an OXO tin full of OXO cubes. Imagine that argument. I'm having wow, it. Yeah. I'm having it. Long stop and barrel. Absolutely. Uh, it's at 8, 12, 15 on the text. The most random things that you lost in a split. Where real music matters. 8, 12, 15 is the Texas morning. Uh, two years on, this person says, looks like I don't have my back nut spanner. Now, I had to Google to make sure that was yeah, a real yeah. thing because it sounded like someone trying to trick me into saying something rude. But it is a real thing. A back nut spanner. He also says that he doesn't know what it's for. Never uh, used uh, it. Back nuts, I'm guessing. Yes. There's, there's a clue there. Sort your back nuts out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's lost that. An electric carving knife, which I'd won in a Christmas raffle. James in Plymouth. He's gutted. Every time I carve a joint, I think about it. I've never tried to look through... Uh, oh, no, I even tried to look through the ex's cupboards uh, when I was at a house once. That's a confession. Every time I carve a joint, I think about my ex. <laughs> no, 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 don't ever say that. That's on record now, mate. <laughs> uh, it's not what I lost. Uh, it's what my ex left. She left me a mug, one tea bag, one sachet of coffee, coffee and two sugar cubes. Trouble is, she took the kettle. Oh, it could have been worse. It could have been a toothbrush and a Polaroid picture. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. Uh, someone says, my ACDC tickets. Couldn't find them anywhere when I left my husband when he, while he was away. Uh, he told me the concert was fab, though. <laughs> wow. Harsh. 
Uh, and uh, I do like this one. Uh, it was for Anna in Bristol. After our split, we remained friends uh, and went to a boot sale together. I saw a copy of Fleetwood Mac's Rumours on vinyl. I showed him my awesome find and then turned around to see him buying it for himself. <laughs> That's <laughs> not the first relationship ruined by rumours, though, is it? So you've got to be careful. <laughs> We're not friends anymore, yeah, I bet you know. I like this guy, uh, Heartbroken James, saying uh, he lost his, uh, his Breaking Bad box set, all of his Indiana Jones films and Finding Nemo. But oh. not lost, ironically. <laughs> she, left, she left him with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So eight twelve fifteen is the uh, is the text this morning. We're going to be talking to a dream expert, a dream expert. So if you've had um, a dream that you'd like someone to just tell you what it meant and what's going on in your life, uh, if it, if it means anything at all, yeah, not not too rude. I'm guessing is that the, <laughs> just just Tone sometimes it down. dreams. It's a family show. It's a family show. <laughs> uh, so ra- I had a bit of a random dream uh, the other week, and uh, I thought, what better way? Uh, than um, turning it into some radio content, than getting an expert on. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've got five children, so very rarely am I lo- asleep long enough to dream. But on this instance, I felt it did need an explanation. I, I, I've got a few to bring up, but my okay. dreams are so easy to interpret. My subconscious is really unimaginative. <laughs> I'll tell you later, but they're like really, really root one. You don't need any thought to know exactly what's going okay. on there. So if you want to talk to our uh, dream expert, if you want to, uh, if you want to text in, then it's eight twelve uh, fifteen. Matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Gary Delaney is with us this morning. Hey, hello. And, uh, which is a nice end to my uh, weekend, to be honest, because uh, the start of my weekend. So Friday, I was in London on Friday, had some bits and bobs to do, and I was bringing my daughter, my youngest daughter, uh, back to uh, to Manchester for the, for the weekend. And we got on the train, <sighs> got on the train, and uh, yeah, I brought a few snacks and stuff like that for her. And sort of, uh, she had like Peppa Pig on an iPad. We're, we're, I was well prepared, well prepared. And then at some point, uh, she said, uh, t- she said she was rubbing her tummy. She said, "Tummy ache, Daddy." I was like, "Okay, do you need, need the toilet?" She was like, right, "Let's go to the toilet." As we walked to the bathroom on the uh, on the on the on the train, she threw up. Ooh. Every, I mean, there was, like, more than her body weight. Like, it was so much. I couldn't, I didn't know how it was coming out. Uh, it was like a joke. Like, it was like a joke vomit. It was weird. And it was everywhere. All over her, all over me, all over my T-shirt, all over the floor. I was like, oh, God, we're those people now. We're those people. You should get a double seat to yourself, though. Yeah, it's well, fine, you old carriage. There is that. So we went into Lou, cleaned up, and, of course, I was then covered. So I said... Luckily, it was an empty... It wasn't that busy. It was like a one o'clock train, so it wasn't very busy at all. I had to take my T-shirt off, right? And uh, just sort of swill it out a little bit. I thought, I can't put that back on. It's soaking wet. So then I, I sort of stuck my head out of the toilet. I had a naked baby, because she had to strip off. I had, no, I had no top on. And then I had to work out if I could get back to my seat with no... I was, like, naked on a train. It felt weird. Naked on a train. Wow. And so I had to get back to my seat. Luckily, there was nobody... There was actually nobody nearby, thankfully. And then I had to put my coat on, my big, <laughs> big winter coat, because uh, I had nothing <laughs> else on. So I had my coat on, naked. They felt like it, it was the weirdest feeling, naked on a train. Was that an elaborate ruse not to get asked for your ticket? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really <laughs> want one? Save the fortune. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, it was just one, it was one of those. Then I got off the train and I thought, I'll just get a cab, we're going to get a cab home. There was no cabs and, and a massive queue of uh of people for these no cabs and i'm still I'm, I'm like in i'm there with just this poorly baby um 
and you just, you know, and you just think to yourself, like, this could not get any worse. Like, this is the worst moment of my life. These things are supposed to happen. You could, um, have, you could have the kid being sick on a replacement bus service. That'd be worse. Well, there is, yes, that could have happened. It's just the fact that it all happened within, you know, a couple of hours. Like, and then we went to the Christmas fair, but both of us smelling of sick, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to get, I had to get, borrow a t-shirt off my dad, who lives near the kid's school, and he's... Like, he's just like a, a lanky street, like, so I had to wear this T-shirt that was far too tiny for me, <laughs> smelling as sick, at a Christmas fair, which was hell on earth. Um, and then the next day, the next day, obviously he's got something wrong with her tummy. I don't mean to keep talking about horrible things that happen. You'll just have to deal with me for a second. But she went, uh, and she's great. She, she's the, the, the only child that taught herself to go to the toilet. Like, she potty trained herself. Wow. Like, nobody did it, she just did it at about... About 12 months as well, 13 months, she was like, need the toilet, and she just sorted herself out. Amazing. And, uh, anyway, but no, she didn't yesterday, she did a poo in her knickers, so I was like, great. <laughs> great! I haven't asked how old she is. Yes, yeah, she's 23. <laughs> no, she's, she's uh, nearly two. And, right, um, well, I was like, enough, oh, yeah, it's fair enough. So I cleaned it up, put her in the bath, and then, um, her, my older daughter, who's seven, I said, look, I'm just, I'm, I'm literally going to pop downstairs and grab this thing and I'll come back up. Will you just watch, uh, watch her in the bath for, 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 for like 30 seconds? I said, okay, fine. She, as I left the bathroom, my daughter went, daddy! I went, what? She went, she's done a poo in the bath. She's done one in the <laughs> bath as well! <laughs> so then I, then I had two, I had two gigs to do last night. Two, uh, like a corporate one and a charity one. So, you got her out of the bath first. So, just, yeah. Just left her. Bob around in that and I'll see you in a few hours. <laughs> so anyway, it was all fine. I went off to do these gigs. I was so tired. I've been up all, like, all night, all day with the kids, sorting the Christmas tree out, the lights, all those things that I told you about, the, the poo, the poo, the sick, the, all, the, all the nastiness that was going on in my life. And... I did the first gig, which was lovely, um, like a proper gig with Sarah Pascoe and John Culshaw, like an actual great gig, I had a great time. Went to this charity gig, which was really full of energy, like everyone had been on it, drinking. I was, uh, Kim Marsh was on, uh, lovely Kim Marsh and, and, and Mike Toulon from Q103 doing this thing. It was great, lovely, it was all fine. I got on at about quarter to 11. Uh -huh. I'm like, I'm feeling really tired. <laughs> did my set all fine. Then there was a charity auction and I forgot that I'd offered to a meet and greet for 10 people uh, after the gig photos little films if you want like whatever it would be i'd have like half an hour or so with 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 a table people of 10 taking people. pictures of them standing next to you looking tired and wanting to go yeah, out basically that sort of thing. <laughs> so and this this might sound harsh but as it as they started bidding i thought i really need to go to bed and so what i did was <laughs> i outbid the other table <laughs> it was a table of people <laughs> It cost me 600 quid, Gary. 600 quid? <laughs> hey, it went to a good cause. Went to a good cause. It was for all the that charity. That's the only justification that you've got for this. <laughs> and I actually bid for my own meet or greet. Oh, meet and hilarious. greet. And uh, I won't even tell you what he made me do when I, when I met him. But uh, it Did was... Did you still have to meet the guy? I, had to meet, I just had to meet myself. Yeah, oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah, I just met myself. But you didn't have to go and meet the guy The guy you'd outbid. That could have been awkward. I went over and just said hello and had a picture with him because I felt a bit... I did feel a bit guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, when I when I got home and got into bed last night at, at midnight, when it should have really been like quarter to one, I was feeling pretty best six hundred quid I ever spent. Jason Manford. 
Don't you feel sorry for people working in shops? I know, the same eight, I know. eight things on a loop for six it weeks. Must be, it, you must hate. You must actually hate Christmas. Yeah. It must get to that point. I bet Noddy Holder just gets glowered at when he's going down. <laughs> the people look like oh, you again. <laughs> I saw Noddy last night, funny enough, at this really? char- uh, charity gig. Yeah, we're, we're, we're part of a. We're both uh, patrons of the uh, same charity, Children's Adventure oh, Farm. Nice. I'm he's a big a, fan of him, I like him. He's a lovely, lovely man, but uh, he definitely won't do It's Christmas when you ask him to do it. On, really? <laughs> yeah. The amount oh. of people who are like, Nolly, will you do this? He's like, no, 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 I won't. <laughs> <laughs> like, fair enough. Um, it's quite nice when someone's honest like that. I, the other night, I was doing a gig, and afterwards, somebody said, oh, you're sticking around for a drink? And I usually, I usually go... Um, oh, no, I've got to get back for the kids, or, you know, I can't really because, uh, you know, I've got to be up early or whatever it is. I've got a long journey. But I, this this person said, did you want to stay for a drink? And I went, no. And she went, oh, why not? And I went, because I don't want to. <laughs> like, I was just really honest. I was like, oh, it's quite... I've got a nice house and a telly. And yeah, it's quite a business and kids. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm all right, thanks. So, we're talking dreams this hour. Uh, and uh, very shortly, we're going to be talking to a dream expert if you will. Not a real expert. An expert, <laughs> yes. Ooh. If they're really there, <laughs> yes. An expert in dreams. And uh, so if you've got any dreams that you've that's been doing your head in that you think, well, there must be a reason I keep having this dream, get in touch, eight twelve fifteen on the text, and we will try and decipher your dreams. Because dreams are loads. weird. I bet you are. And they're dead easy to, to, to explain. Go on, so you were saying yours are quite route one. Well, really, I t- I t- the classic ones I used to have all the time as a kid. It was always at Birmingham NEC, which is yeah. where I used to go and see concerts. Um, and I'm on stage, I'm the drummer yeah, for either Meatloaf or Pink Floyd. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. So it's like NEC, big venue, and the curtain's just about to go up. And I realise I never learned how to play the drums. Oh. Yeah, and that, that, that's a... And just, that's just, a just, recurring just, one. The curtain just starts to winch up, and I had that one all the time. So at least that my subconscious was a little yes. bit imaginative. And now, it's, now it's really weak. I, I had a dream, I can't figure out, I had a dream that I was doing a gig, and whatever I said, I couldn't make the audience laugh. Oh, crap. Yeah, well, what does yeah. that mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, no, no, no idea. No idea. That's, that's not even a dream for me sometimes. That was, that was like this corporate last night. I, um, so my one was, my one's a bit more detailed than yeah, that. Right? I, I, I very rarely tell people my dreams. I'm not one of those people. You know, people do that. I had a dream last night. My brother does it all the time. He'll ring me up. Mate, I had a dream last night. You were there, and you, like he's Dorothy from <laughs> Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you were there, and NEM, you were there, and... Uh, and I'll miss you most of all, Jess. <laughs> yeah, and he tells me these dreams, and I say, I go, Stephen, I don't even care about your real life. Like, stuff that's really happened to you. Never mind stuff you've made up in your sleep. Yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't... I met up with some old college friends that came to a gig last year and said that, like, at university, I used to keep telling people about my dreams all the time. I was like, I didn't realise how boring I was. Yes, dreams I, I didn't know. I was, like, I, was, I was mortified. But this was mine. I, I, don't th- I think this is an interesting one. That's why I've decided to share it. So I dreamt that I ran a corner shop, right? And I'd given, after his retirement, I'd given Sir Alex Ferguson a Saturday job. Um, <laughs> I assume post-retirement, he was just after a bit of pin money. Did he keep asking for more overtime? <laughs> just another few minutes, just another few <laughs> So anyway, uh, every time that I popped out to the cash and carry, right, um, Sir Alex would uh, rearrange the shelves so all the red items were at the front, like the front <laughs> of the shelf. And I would come back in and give him a telling off, like, Sir Alec, you can't, we can't just have a shelf full of tin tomatoes and ready salted crisps. <laughs> I'd be really angry with him. And that would my, that was my dream, so I thought there must be... I like, like what's, that. What's the reason? What's the reason? So we're going to talk to well, an that, expert. That's not your team either, so there's a nice I little... Man City, yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> what, but then again, I have, I have met uh, Sir Alec a couple of times, and I've always been very... Um, 
impressed with him. Like I've always been, you know, uh, very respectful and uh, like he's a he's a great bloke, you know, and a great manager. So I'm not that sort of fan, you know, who just hates everything. So. It is what he does, though. To be fair, he does he does arrange his red nose at the front of his face. <laughs> so you know that that is his system. I think <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe uh, maybe if he if he'd left me with a load of stock that was well past its sell by date, <laughs> it would be much more realistic. Um, so yeah, what does my dream mean? I don't know. I want to know your dreams. Eight twelve fifteen on the text. Matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Thanks for your uh, text this morning on 81215. Uh, we've got uh, lots of dreams, a lot of dreams of people who were... Uh, I mean, a lot of them are easy to decipher, I think. Um, for example, this one. It's Christmas Eve and I forgot to get a turkey and any veg. All the family are coming over. I've been dreaming this for six weeks. I think that's probably just your brain saying, make sure you get there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's... Turkey that's, and all the veg that's in that. Pretty, that's about as literal as mine. <laughs> yes, that's pretty obvious, isn't it, that one? Um, this one's a little bit more random. Uh, last night, I dreamt that someone, unknown to me, was placed in a coffin and I was to dig him up on Friday. I was concerned that I wouldn't know exactly where he was buried <laughs> and also that I had appointments on Friday and he might not survive until I got there. <laughs> <laughs> appointments. That is absolutely fantastic. I have to wait for that. My, my favourite text here is this one. just says... Um, has anybody seen my husband, John? He's been off raising money for children in need and was due back on Friday. So if, if anyone's got any information on the whereabouts of John, and John apparently is tall of athletic build and claustrophobic, so nobody knows where John is. Uh, Dermot in Derry says, Jason, I often have lucid dreams. Uh, my first, uh, I was walking down a long staircase, and when I got to the bottom, there was nothing there. Uh, just an empty room with no windows or doors. When I turned to go back up the stairs, they were gone. So I said to myself, I'll wake up now. So I gripped myself and shook. And when I woke up, I had my arms on my own shoulders, shaking myself. That's weird, well, isn't that's it? That's quite creepy. That is weird. I don't know if I like that one. But we're going to try and yeah. decipher uh, a couple of your dreams this morning. Uh, 8, 12, 15 is the text, because we've, uh, we've got Anne coming on very shortly, who is a, a dream expert, an expert in dreams. I love this one. Just looking at the top line as it comes well, in. In my dream, I was in Poundland. Wow. Yeah, aim high. Aim there we go. That, that'll be the dream. Aim big kid. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, what's, what's the rest of that one? I've not read it. I've not checked it out. Let's uh, go. Uh, a complete stranger approached me, they said. Uh, she said, your contact is outside. Be discreet. I go outside and it was Jeff Goldblum on a payphone dressed as a vicar <laughs> taking confession. I approached him. He told me we needed to go, that I needed a disguise. I looked down. I'm, I'm in a nun's outfit. I never did find out if we made it out of town or not. <laughs> Wow, these are... That's really vivid. I didn't expect all that from Poundland. There you honest. go. There you go. Uh, I love this one. I lost my Roger's thesaurus in my divorce. Oh, that's from Tara. Uh, yeah, thesaurus stroke dictionary stroke. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so 8.12.15 is the text this morning. We're talking dreams and we're going to be talking to an expert in dreams very shortly. So if you do want to have yours deciphered, get in touch. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. 8.12.15 on, uh, on the text this morning. We're talking dreams. Sometimes uh, on our text system, it cuts off like the beginning of stuff and it couldn't be any more... Um, well, it couldn't be any better, to be honest, uh, sometimes, because this one from Chris in Glasgow, I don't know what the beginning of his text says, but it, it says this. It ended with her breastfeeding Donald Trump with him winking at her. Ah! <laughs> that's all I've got for that. I've no idea what the beginning bit is. 
And I also don't want to know. I also don't I'd like to know. know whether that's like a dream or whether yes. it's from the previous topic of lost in a divorce. <laughs> that'd, be, <laughs> yes. that'd be far more intriguing. <laughs> yeah, or, or the morning moan, which is even worse. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple that come through on uh, Facebook. Um, Anchorette says, uh, I dreamt that the cast of Friends uh, are two inches tall and live in my airing cupboard where the sitcom is filmed by a two-inch crew in a tiny TV studio, but they shout cut whenever I need clean towels. That is really it's pretty random, isn't weird. it? It's pretty random. Uh, so somebody doesn't understand what telly is. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> they're all that big. Yeah, yeah. that's what's big on your telly. Uh, Annabelle says, "I dreamt that my mum invited my ex over for Christmas, so we'd sort out our differences, and we kept bickering. So she locked us in a room together to talk like grown-ups. I began to confront him about his behaviour, but then he morphed into the kid from Home Alone, and I told him off for being a cute kid, trying to make me feel guilty about telling him off. I said, "Grow up and sort this relation out, relationship out, unless you want to be home alone for the rest of your life." I'd obviously eaten dodgy cheese that day. I like the way she tagged it, though. I mean, that's yeah, nice. But it's, it's all links, all links in, doesn't it? And uh, Benita says... And then opened the door and got a tin of paint in the face, I guess. <laughs> yes. Uh, Benita says, I had a dream where I was in a shopping centre. There were shops that had their windows frosted, and there were people in those shops, uh, shop windows showering. As I walked away shocked, Whitney Houston walked past me as a, in a waitress uniform, laughing. I mean... There's a lot These of are people. much weirder and more imaginative than yes. mine, I have to say. I'm There's quite some, impressed. I don't know what's going on with people. This is Jason Manford. This is Matters. Luckily, we have got an expert in. Uh, Anne is on the phone this morning. Good morning, Anne. Good morning. How are you? I'm really well. Yeah, I'm in France at the moment. So this oh. is a bit of a uh, distant call. I'm working here. Um, not analysing dreams, but no. uh, cracky, the dreams you're coming up with are going to uh, uh, something to tackle, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, this is this is the problem. This is the problem when you open it up like this. What what are the most sort of common uh, s- sorts of dreams and, and the reasons for them? The common the common dreams. One of them is uh, people dream quite regularly. It's quite a common. One. Teeth falling out, uh, and that's oh, quite I've had scary. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's usually saying, "Be careful what you're saying." That's usually loose words, you know. Oh, be careful that's what, what you've you're had saying. It, Gary. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> that's why Gary's <laughs> had it. Yeah. So uh, teeth falling out. That sounds flying. awful. Yes. Is, and um, is that what's that? Just freedom and people wanting to? Yeah, it's like yeah, you you can go, you can fly, you can do anything. It's really good. Falling, a lot of people dream they're falling, and yep. that's usually a bit of fear. A lot of dreams bring up our fears that we don't face in real life. Mm. Um, a common one is being uh, um, naked or in your underwear. You know, like you're oh, yes. on the tube train naked, Exam or, or whatever, which yeah. is one that really freaks people out. Yes, but they're quite lit- they're quite like literal, aren't they? Those ones. I hate yes, waking up from those and realising that I'm naked on a tube on train. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's scary. Because they're quite literal, aren't they? Is there any that are like a bit random? You know, you know, there'll be some- you dream of something, and then when you decipher it, it's actually something totally different to what you. Absolutely, yeah, because sometimes they're the opposite of what mm. you're thinking. So oh. one of the things people come to me is that there's a big tragedy and they're worried, but that's more their fears. It's more right. their fears bringing this up. doesn't mean the tragedy is going to happen at all. No, of you course. Know, uh, uh, but then, then again, you do get premonition dreams. Do you know that 25% of people that have dreams about big world events actually happen? They actually happen. So, I had a feeling you know, we, we say we, that. <laughs> 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 so you heard um, you, also, you, you, go on go on i'm sorry but there's quite a few 
see people that have dreamt the lottery numbers. So if your dream numbers do make a note of them, that, that is actually, I think it's like 10%. But is there, is there something the in like people, you know, they had a dream about numbers and then the lottery numbers have come up and they've, and they've done it backwards. Like they've gone, oh, I dreamt that. Yeah. Wow, but, be, yeah, but some that have won it have actually dreamt, dreamt the numbers, the numbers. Wow. and put them wow. on and won. It's doing. worth a punt, isn't it? Certainly it's worth is. A pound. It certainly is. So, <laughs> and you, you, you heard my dream about employing Sir Alec Ferguson in a I show. I love it. Mm. Uh, I mean, what's going on there? What's going on in my head? I love that. I love. Well, that's a good question, Jason. But this is this <laughs> yeah. is a. I love this dream. I love this dream. Well, I, you know, the court. You have a corner shop. I think that shows there's a little bit of you that's traditional that. Likes being around yeah. your roots, that would quite like that life of having a simple a life, yeah. Likes crisps and yeah. chocolate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that, yeah. And I think that, that the thing with Alex, I mean, that, that is hilarious, but I think there's part of you that would love to actually, there's another part of you that would love to actually be calling the shops a bit and saying, oh, Come on, I, I'm going to employ you, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm gonna yeah, tell, maybe, I think there's a little yeah. bit of you'd like to be a football manager. I think you might be, yeah, managing <laughs> so, the So you get to tell managers. Alex Ferguson what to do and shout at him when he gets things wrong. Maybe, yeah, give him the hairdryer treatment. When he puts the hairdryer the hairdryers go out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I, I don't know if you heard any of our other, um, our other dreams that I was, I've been reading out this morning. The, the random yeah, ones. I have. Um, quite a few of them have well-known people in. And, mm. and usually this, that happens when the person having the dream, deep down they'd like to be a little bit famous themselves. They start dreaming about famous people, but they'd like a little oh. bit of famous. Maybe they need to step into the limelight or, or stop and think, what would I, what, what would What do I, I really like want to do? do? Yeah, mm? I like that. I like yeah, that I idea. Think, so yeah, maybe people yeah. are in their dreams, literally, their dreams mm. are their dreams. Their dreams yeah, yeah. are their aspirations. Absolutely. And we, do, we hide it away and say, I can't do that. I can't, I've got to go back to my regular life. I can't. But the dreams start to bring out what we really, really think. I mean, it's like the person worrying about a disaster at Christmas and it all yeah. going wrong. Well, of course, you don't want... That is a fear. Imagine yes. that. If the family turn up when they go away Christmas night, of they course. go, that was rubbish and, and what, they forgot the turkey. And, and what about Dermot's uh, dream? Dermot said that he uh, was walking down a long staircase... And when he got mm. to the bottom, there was nothing there, just an empty mm. room. And when he turned back, the stairs had gone. Oh, well, this is it. This, this is him. That is a real fear dream, that there's mm. nothing. That's when you start to think, if I venture out, there's going to be nothing. And, and that is a bit of a fear of the oh. unknown. Um, there's that thing of when people have changed in their life, they're frightened of the future because they think they can't see it. So he's frightened of the unknown. So he's got... In life, he'll probably play a bit too safe because he'll think, well, if I leave my job, that's yes. so wrong. Or I don't know what else I'm going to go to. If I leave where I'm living... I've nothing to fall back I... on. There's no stairs to get yeah. back. Yeah, no nothing there. Oh, he like can't it. see. So he needs to be able to plan a bit more, plan his future a bit more. I like oh, that. I like and that. a bungalow as well. Mm. Avoid, yeah. avoid the stairs. <laughs> exactly. And the ones with... Um, <laughs> and, and obviously, uh, the ones like Annabelle's one where she said that her mum had invited her and her ex over for Christmas to try and sort out their differences. Is that are they yeah. as literal as you you would imagine? It's like there's there's unfinished business in a in a relationship. Yeah, but do you know uh, people like relate at, at their busiest after Christmas because it's that time where people actually spend time together for fun. They don't I know, like it's each a other. Nightmare. Relate <laughs> and eBay. Wouldn't it be most, <laughs> that'd be most people's worst nightmare being stuck in a room with their ex having to talk about things and families. Haven't we all had our mum go, oh, go on, just sit and talk and work yeah, it out. That's course. what our mums do. And 
Christmas brings these things up. They are mums. Some mums do this, don't they? Oh, mm. I thought I'd just invite them round. This will be oh, okay. Yeah, you're quite right. <laughs> well, Anne, thanks so much for joining us this morning thanks. and explaining a few of our dreams. I've got one etiquette you're question welcome. for you. Oh yeah. Well, Is it considered bad manners to wish a diabetic yeah. sweet dreams? There's <laughs> 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 always a gag. Gary's always got a gag. Anne, God bless you. Have a lovely Christmas. Thank you. And you, sunshine. Thank all right. you. Bye bye now. Bye bye. So there we go. Dream experts. We've got all the experts on this show. Uh, Eight twelve fifteen on the text. We've got fifteen minutes more. So if you want to say hello, please do. Matters. Uh, so, good morning. Hope you're well. Um, I'm here with Gary Delaney this morning. Hello. On Absolute Radio. And we're, uh, well, just having a little look through uh, some of the news stories this week. There was, um, I don't know if it was a shocking, shocking news story, actually, uh, that the new fiver actually contains um, some form of uh, animal fat. It's beef and, tallow, uh, isn't it? Yes, that is. that's right. Beef tallow. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a new what thing. your nan used to put on sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I just wanted to say, because there's, there's so many vegans and vegetarians out there who are absolutely uh, fuming about it, are really angry about it. And so I just wanted to say that if this is a thing that's affected your life and uh, you want to get rid of those fibres, uh, you can send <laughs> them to me here at Absolute Radio. Jason Manford, care of Absolute Radio, I, uh, Golden Square, London. I think it's so. academic, to be honest. If After a fiver's been in my pocket for a week, it's yeah. pretty meaty. <laughs> it, makes, it, makes, it makes no difference at all. <laughs> well, you know, there's a there's a story now. It's moved on because the ve- there's a vegetarian cafe has, um, has refu- is, is refusing the new fiver. Uh, there's wow. a woman at the Rainbow Vegetarian Cafe in Cambridge. She's put signs up in a restaurant on Wednesday informing customers that they would no longer be able to pay with the new notes um, because, as you said, the, the Bank of England revealed that they were made with tallow, a substance containing animal byproducts. But what right. gets me right? You know, we can all take the mickey out of uh, vegetarians because... It's and vegans, yeah, they've, <laughs> not got, they've not got the strength to uh, to chase after you. No, we can, of course, because it's easy. It's an easy target. But... Um, why is my answer surely there is enough things to make things out of that's not going to upset anyone i don't understand why you would use it's it's, it's yeah it's an unusual choice let's, you know i like this is the five is good but let's make it a bit more beefy you yes know, exactly you know we'll say what this needs that's why it's tender I guess. <laughs> hey. Eagle tender. Oh, that's nice. That's, nice. that's not mine. Somebody so, said that on Facebook. But it, I thought it was funny. That's a great joke. If vegans aren't allowed to use, uh, aren't allowed to use fivers, does that mean if you're on the Atkins, you can't do chip and pin? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Nixon said, vegans can't complain about this. They refuse to eat uh, or use any animal products, yet they drink water, which is a fish's house. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's... Uh, that is brilliant. It's a, it's a, it's a good point, well made. That a good is one, absolutely brilliant. Uh, it was Lee Backhouse, actually, who said uh, about the, um, that's what makes it tender. It's a good gag. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, is it... I don't know where I stand they're, on it, to be honest. They're changing all the notes. On the, on the 10 yeah. and the 20 are going to change next. Presumably they're not going to... Uh, incorporate beef into those again now and they can see how controversial it is but the, but the current tenor was changed a couple of years ago because mm. they wanted to put a woman on so they put they put is it jane austen on the temple yes that's I think right, it, yeah. it's jane austen i think that's not so great for her because that means that technically now she is the tenor lady oh. you know, that's, that's not a title <laughs> yes. that you want is it no definitely not <laughs> uh, so what are you up to next uh, gary where can we see you on tour or we can see you or yeah i, I mean i i've uh, i've stopped for christmas at come, come the new year come like yep. middle of january or whenever things sort of start back up again in comedy mm. land I'm, I'm doing a bunch more tour days 
dates. So, you know, Great. going back to places that have sold out and places that haven't been yet and whatnot. And so that's just GaryDelaney.com? GaryDelaney.com and all, all my dates and stuff are up there. There's about 20 or 30 in for the new year, but that we'll just keep on adding that. As long yeah. as it keeps selling, we'll keep on extending it. Fantastic. So, you know, so hopefully we'll, uh, you know, be coming to your town soon. And we like see on any, any telly over the summer, uh, uh, over Christmas? About a million years ago, recorded... Um, an episode of Celebrity Pointless. Oh, right. But that was like in February or March and it hasn't been out yet. Oh, right. So that I presume was, that that's going to, I think it's usually like a 10 month, so I guess that's going to be out at some point over Christmas. So that was quite a good fun. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right. Well, 11 o'clock coming up. Uh, Sarah Champion after 11. I will be back next week on Absolute Radio. Uh, the podcast goes live uh, in a few hours' time. So just follow us on Twitter and that sort of thing. If uh, Also, I can not, uh, <laughs> I always get this phrase wrong. I cannot <laughs> recommend. I cannot recommend. I cannot recommend. <laughs> I <laughs> anyway, I'm going to recommend uh, <laughs> Gary Delaney's uh, Twitter feed, uh, which I presume is, is it just Gary just Delaney? Just Gary Delaney, yeah. It's just uh, uh, jokes that I think are, are good but won't ever be, make it a stand-up. Yes. So things so, like those couple of uh, jokes about fivers I had, right? they're just things I tweeted yesterday. Yeah. Just so little bits of nonsense like well that. Well worth following him for uh, gags that you can pretend are yours at work. Uh, <laughs> have a lovely week.